You're listening to That's What I Thought, a casual conversation about life, love, relationships, and the lessons we learn. Here are your hosts, Micah and Annette. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of That's What I Thought. We are actually kickstarting our new series called Love Stories. Love Stories, baby, just say yes. Yes, exactly. Um, And so we actually did kind of a, um, that's what I'm looking for, a co, no, not co-op, that's wrong. A partnership. Partnership. Maybe. Cross- whatever we we teamed up with uh another podcast called marriage refined which are uh, a couple friends of ours and scott and lauren matthews Matthews, to be specific and so uh our we're going to talk about our story and our a little bit about our love story um Mm -hmm. to start off the series and um so we were guests on their podcast and they interviewed us for this one Mm -hmm. um and so that's what that's the audio you're hearing is from their podcast so you should definitely jump over and check out more of their stuff because they um just post a lot of really good stuff mm-hmm. um, to help uh, new marriages, old marriages, somewhere in between uh, people thinking about getting married just so you can have good, good expectations going towards it. And so we highly mm-hmm. encourage you guys to check them out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to jump right into it. What's up, everybody? We are back again, but we're going to switch it up a little bit here with Marriage Refined. We are with two of our friends from church. Hi. Net. And Micah. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) There are some newlyweds who are going to join us on our show, and we're going to just ask them some questions to see how life is going, see how marriage is going, and just we're going to ask them for their wisdom on what they've learned. Yeah. See what what they've learned these past, what, eight months now? Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been together? Almost. Almost nine. Time is flying. February is nine. Yeah, February is nine. Yep. Yep. So you guys got married. May 20. You're nine years and we're nine months. Look at that. There you go. Yeah, what was it? May, May, right? May 8th. May 8th. May 8th. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where you're going with the 20th. Uh, I don't 2020. Want to I was thinking about the 20th. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were just going to guess this. <laughs> May 26th ish. Well, originally we were supposed to get married June 20th and yeah. then they changed the date because of COVID. Strategic. June 20, 2020. I was like, it's going to be really easy for me to remember. There you go. But now it's. May. <laughs> May 2020. <laughs> Not cool, but sorry. But you guys are here now. Yeah. And Lauren, you gotta ask them some questions. Let's yeah, we just have some questions for you guys. Um, thank you for being here. You're oh. welcome. Um, how about you share kind of how you met? Um, what made you decide that you were the one for each other and how life is going for you? Uh, no, why don't you kick us off? <laughs> okay, so I moved to Indiana where we are now, um, January 2018, and I started my job at the church then too. And Micah had just started a young adult small group that then our mutual friend Dustin EB put me into because I am also a young adult. Mm-hmm. So that's how we originally met. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> and then Micah started working at the church a couple months after that. Yeah. So then we were buddies for probably a year and a half before we were like, oh, maybe we're interested in each other. And then at that time, um, my understanding was if we were working together, we couldn't date. So that was in my mind as well as I just, I had some other frustrations and apprehension kind of mm-hmm. things. So then we 
talked about dating and then didn't, and then we're on bad terms for a while, and then um, <laughs> God just kind of brought us together. All of a sudden, it was like, you know what? I I mean, we were going on dates with other people, all these different things, and I just reached this point, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to be with these other people. Like, I would really rather hang out with Micah and going on all these dates. I'm like, I don't really care about them. Mm -hmm. So God just kind of like reignited that seed in my heart. And then from there, um, we took things kind of slow. I mean, we spent a lot of time together, but didn't really title it anything until October. And then we're officially boyfriend, girlfriend. And then Oh, I know. Mm. <laughs> title. I know. Facebook um, official. Facebook official. <laughs> and then got engaged in January and married in May. Because when you know, you know. You're just moving along. That's First, our motto. <laughs> make it happen. Like, why waste time? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We're believers in the short engagement. Yeah, that was, that was a real quick synopsis. Yeah. Mm. The, the <laughs> overview. That was oh, a very yeah. quick overview. It always is. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like, are you in the honeymoon phase? Like, is that no. a thing for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The honeymoon phase, we were thinking about this before, and that was probably like a month. Mm. And then life Maybe. smacked us in the face. Uh, yeah, life Maybe doesn't li life does not wait long to smack you in the face. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. That's just the marriage part of it. Because even mm -hmm. when we were dating, there's lots of just different kinds of tensions and stuff that we were going through that we were trying to work through together. And, mm -hmm. and so. Because we got engaged, and then stay-at-home order was March. And then it was like, what do we do with our wedding? So yeah, and all that. And then the week after our wedding, we got poison ivy really bad. And oh then we had like three rounds of that. And then COVID twice and all of these different things. But I think I think the honeymoon phase is kind of it's kind of a joke if you're following Jesus. <laughs> because yeah. like I think if at that point you're both following Jesus the whole point of your marriage is you're going in with both eyes open, which I mean, we've talked about, like, it's not just your wedding day, like that's yeah. great, but it's just one part of a very large picture. So I think I more often see like people in the honeymoon phase when they were just thinking about the wedding and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden they get home and all of these responsibilities and this person is still there and right. like they had to right. deal Who with all you? of their <laughs> yeah. bad habits. And yeah, yeah but I think, I'm grateful we were really intentional the whole time about working hard on our communication, knowing what our problem spots were going to be going in and mm -hmm. making our marriage the priority over our wedding mm -hmm. so that um, we can have a marriage of honeymoon phase mm -hmm. instead of just like yeah. a week. And then now we're at each other's throats because mm -hmm. we didn't expect what was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that was something we were very intentional with during our like engagement process of making sure that we're setting ourselves up for success in marriage. And so we were like, we specifically joined a small group with different variety of married couples. Mm -hmm. um, we took premarital counseling. Pre counseling. We took more that than very just seriously. the hour before. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> had a full nine weeks of it right <laughs> and then but we were very intentional with that and we talked about it before we talked about it afterwards and mm -hmm. um and so that was a really helpful um uh just process of that and just making sure like especially since our wedding just kept changing yeah. because all of a sudden so the much. world was <laughs> changing <Yeah. laughs> and really? so like we were trying to try to plan a wedding two weeks at a time which was mm -hmm. super stressful mm -hmm. and frustrating and so we eventually just like scaled it all way the heck down yeah. and that was just really nice for us and we were able to move it up a little bit because we were like 
what's the point of waiting? Mm -hmm. Um, Change the location the week of the wedding. Sure did. Mm. It's one of the perks of having like six people at your physically at the wedding. Flexibility. (laughs) Yes. And so, yeah, but that was one thing. And like honeymoon phase, we talked about this. I'm like, I think it's, it's just a delusion Mm -hmm. because if you feel like you're in a honeymoon phase, you're probably just not communicating well. Mm-hmm. And you're probably just ignoring a lot of red flags or mm-hmm. ignoring Those a lot of issues. Yeah. yeah. Or you're just like upset, but you're just going to push it down because you're like, oh, this is a great person. And then you just ignore it. Just ignore it. You're wrong. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Your love story. Yeah. <laughs> Which is when it really smacks you really yeah. hard in the face. And yeah. Because if you're not preparing. And, and then like going into a marriage, understanding that they're not going to be perfect right? and they're going to make you mad and vice versa. And so mm-hmm. that yeah. was, that was something we were intentional with leading up to our marriage. Yeah. Cause we were told to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Because Dustin be yelled at us. Yeah, <laughs> that was good advice. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah, when you sit down with couples, I mean, that's one of the first things in counseling you see is like, man, do they have the, the rose colored glasses on? Do yeah. they, mm-hmm. do they just see everything as lovely or do we got to just give them some real life advice? Like this person can be the spawn of Satan sometimes. So we <laughs> need to understand that they're not going to, this isn't great all the time. That's just, And it's okay. That's just realistic. Yeah, so, well, dose of reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I was grateful with that growing up with a dad who was also a pastor and does mm-hmm. premarital counseling. Having him along the way tell me, mm-hmm. "Hey, these are some of the things that happen in premarital counseling, and like common things that people yep. forget to think about." Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think one of the things this is probably TMI, but one of the things that was helpful for me to understand that like things are going to be different, like expectations should be different, mm-hmm. was uh, like Dustin Ebu was sharing about like just the wedding night mm-hmm. is probably going to be way different than what you think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was very different than what I thought it would be. And mm-hmm. like going into it, expecting that made her feel better and then made me feel better. And so mm-hmm. like, and then that you know, leaked into all the other aspects of what marriage is. Yeah. Of just having, trying to have, obviously we're still learning of a better expectation mm-hmm. and then communicate expectations is a big thing. Yep. Yeah. That we're yeah. learning. I feel like flexibility is like such a key word mm. at the beginning of marriage, just like allowing the flexibility. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the patience. And the patience, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you feel like it was helpful um, to have any, if you did set any like one-year goals, like whether it be like personal goals or marriage goals <clears throat> or relationship goals, whatever? Uh, yeah, we, um, and I can probably explain it better, so I'll let her do it. Um, it was interesting i think it was just a very god ordained path when our friend tim blonde got married like a year before uh i had been reading numbers which surprising wisdom coming from numbers in the bible but um there's a verse in numbers that says like for the first year of a man's marriage he shouldn't go to war or work but stay home and learn how to be uh to please his wife um, so I read that verse and I shared it with him and I was great and fine. I was single and we weren't dating. And, but then a year later, that verse kind of just came back to my mind as just what a powerful plan of God that is. And I know that it's not realistic for us to be able to like, Oh, Mike is just not going to work for the first year of our marriage. Yeah. Like that's just not as our great culture. as that would be. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. um, Jesus has fulfilled all those laws. So we're not like bound to it, but to say, okay, what was God's heart there? And how do we bring that a priority in our first year of marriage? So I think in our first year of marriage, our goal 
has been to really, really protect our time and say no to a lot of things, even though we know that that's unpopular. Yeah. But to know that having that time together is critical to build that foundation we're going to live off for the next till we die. And that's where like having a calendar was super helpful, yeah. uh, like a joint calendar. Cause then mm-hmm. we could schedule things and we would specifically schedule like time with each other or like, t- like Tuesday, we're not going to make like, we're no, the plan is to not make plans. Mm-hmm. And then, cause like, like our when we first got married it just seemed like we had something going on every single day mm-hmm. which was exhausting we didn't feel like we were living up to uh the covenant we had made with god to do that right which was different because i think in that you're thinking about the singleness calling and the marriage calling yeah. and how those look very different when we were single our very... calling was to be in our community and growing those relationships and pouring into each other but now that we're married your relationship and your calling is different you're called to be an example of Christ's love for the church and yeah. the dedication he has to them, to us. So um, yeah. we knew that, like you said, flexibility, we have the heft of flexibility in the first year to be able to learn each other and learn the habits and the whys and the family history that makes you do the things you do. Yeah. And, you? yeah. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, like the hierarchy that we talked about before of like God for us, God spouse, and then like family mm-hmm. and then friends was very was a shift because it was just always god uh, for me it was more at the time more fan or friends and then friends friends and family the mm-hmm. same thing mm-hmm. so it was god and the <laughs> friends and family friends. Mm-hmm. um but then all of a sudden i got married so now it's god marriage yeah. friends and family mm-hmm. yeah which was a big shift for both of us because we're both extroverted we both like i spent most of my days out of the house um being spending time with people and so then the all of a sudden we got married and then we both had things that mm-hmm. piled up and we want to do them together. And so that's when things like we had something going on every single day. Cause we were meeting or hanging out with somebody or mm-hmm. individually we, or together, together but yeah. with b- where we would normally do it individually. Mm. Yeah. Like he has his list of fun things. She has her list of fun things and they want them both to do it together. Cause they're married now. So yeah. they're going to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each list. So we're just overwhelming. Yeah jam-packed schedule and then we weren't living up to the thing which was feeling the tension there too of not living up to like what we feel like god had told us to do or what we wanted to do um for our marriage mm-hmm. and so it was that process of being able to say no to things and like what what are the things that we can say yes to what are the things we should definitely be saying no to and so like trying to reprioritize that has been super helpful yeah. and we're finally like at the point where we have a lot of free time mm. a lot of free days where we can actually start like saying yes to more things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest change is we went from a period of saying no to a lot of things to now being able to say yes to the things that are important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we know that's very freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we we had to learn. It's very freeing (laughs) to be able to like comfortably say no and be fine with it and not feel guilty. You know, Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So what kinds of tools and resources are you guys like using to help navigate your marriage because you know you're new to the thing you're new to the journey welcome <laughs> to, the, to the club um are there any like are you reading books do you find that like spiritual mentors are important or like marriage mentors or like what is what is your what's your support system look like it's a good question i think our small group has been a big player in that especially as we prepare to get married just seeing their example and then i think post-marriage we've just both realized 
how much we need to grow and develop our relationship with our actual families because yeah. we have really good families, mm -hmm. but in our single season, you're with your friends all the times and things like that. And so I think we both kind of realized we need to develop relationships with our, all of our siblings are married. Our parents are still married. So we're, I mean, an oddity in yeah. our world. Um, and we're like, okay, we need to figure out how to make spending time with them a priority so that those people who know us the best, who lived all of life with us, mm -hmm can then speak into our marriage and say like, well, when you're a kid, you also did that. And like, maybe that's not a great habit now that you're married, it's yeah. coming out. So I think it's changed and that's a, a process still of like building those relationships. And cause I think there's an expectation that like all of a sudden now you're a family cause of the marriage, mm -hmm. but like, that doesn't mean you have a close knit relationship necessarily. Yeah. So I think us knowing that and removing that expectation and saying, let's just work on like becoming friends with our family and yeah. go from there. Yeah. Especially in that, because her family's all over the country. Mm. And mm -hmm. so like just being more intentional there of like, if she's calling somebody, I'm going to at least like pop in and say hi right. to whoever it was yep. that she's talking to. Um, I might not be there the whole conversation, but like, I'm going to be there mm -hmm. at some point to make sure that there's some type of relationship and they know that I'm also a, on like team. Her maiden name is car. So team car, mm -hmm. not just team and at Micah. Mm -hmm. And so, and then vice versa for my family. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's going to be a part of that too. Yeah. I think I'm a book reader. Micah doesn't love to read. I'm an he audio does book audio. listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dyslexic. So reading's frustrating yeah <laughs> so we do some of that too what one of my favorites is um jefferson bethke so shout out to him mm -hmm. but they talk a lot about like family teams and the importance of multi-generational family teams on mission and just how god uses that in the bible over and over again so i think we have been learning from them um mm -hmm. i guess as marriage mentors that we don't know imaginary yeah. marriage mentors yeah. it's a resource. i love yeah. those yeah <laughs> it's a so, resource that we like to use and then because i mean they're great about like okay how are you making time to connect how are you making time to do the quote-unquote businessy things of the week mm -hmm. the schedule the budget the food planning yeah. um and how are you involving your family in the bigger mission that god has for you mm -hmm. so yeah and we lean in a lot on our uh, small group because we were very intentional to make sure we we're in a small group with our friends that are mm -hmm. all married and have different like we have there's a couple that has like two kids mm -hmm. that have been married for like eight years there's a couple who's been married for like a year and a half longer than us but they're like later in life they're mm -hmm. like in their 30s with a baby with the yeah with a baby now <laughs> and then we have another couple that's you know married about no our age but that's been married for like four years and so like mm -hmm. there's like a variety and so we get to pull from all of that and then they just like they have surrounded us mm -hmm. which has been really neat and invest in our marriage which is a huge blessing and then they're like for me i like my job too like there's um like three married guys that are all mm -hmm. bible believing boys mm -hmm. um <laughs> bible believing boys also the name of their uh bluegrass band yeah. <laughs> But like, and they're like my bosses, but they yeah. take the time, like they'll be intentional with me of like, how's 
your real life, not just yeah. your cool. life here, yeah. which has been really cool. I love that. Um, and I appreciate that a lot because because yeah. it, it gives me perspective. I'm really big on like I love mentorship because I love getting an outside perspective because mm-hmm. otherwise I live in my head and mm-hmm. everything is way bigger, mm-hmm. <laughs> making a mountain out of a molehill for no reason. And so somebody would be like, no, that's a totally normal thing. And then here are some things that I've done uh, that's been helpful for our marriage. And then we will hear that from multiple people mm-hmm. and just be able to like pull from all of those yeah. and be able to use like what will actually help me in my context or our context of our situation. And so, Right. Because as Lauren has told us before, your marriage is unique to you. So you kind of have to learn. You don't have to take everybody's advice at face value, but say, is that true of our situation? And And contextualize it too, Mm -hmm. which is super helpful. Mm -hmm. I love that. That was like the perfect segue into what I was going to ask you next. (laughs) So like as you absorb all this awesome wisdom and all these amazing people's experience, how are you like embracing challenges and deciding what is a good fit for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the theme of the year has been asking God and praying and saying, what is the mission you have for us? Yeah. And I think knowing that, and as that reveals, that tells us what our big yes is in yeses are and then everything else kind of goes to the wayside so i think um we're still in the process of knowing that it what that is and i think it's more complicated than just like an arrival point but um of having god show us that it looks so different when we're married as when we were separate um so god we're finding those things down Can you ask the question again? (laughs) (laughs) She pretty much nailed it. (laughs) Um, As you're, you know, you love mentors, like as you're absorbing all this information (laughs) and wisdom experiences, like how are you deciding? Well, well, you're probably having some challenges as you decide what's best for you, but then what are you using to decide what is best for you? What's your filter? It's a filter? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, probably perspective is helpful. Mm -hmm. For me to be able to know that we're not the only ones going through stuff like this mm-hmm. and that there are resources out there that help us navigate things and obviously like we're huge on prayer yeah. uh, and so we're trying to get better actually like i pray before i get out of bed every morning and i pray throughout the day and then i pray at night but it's always by myself and so mm-hmm. we're trying to get better at like praying together mm-hmm. um like even like our individual prayer to actually like verbalizing so we can kind of know where we're at um, together as, especially cause we're trying to, as we're trying to figure out like mm-hmm. where God's leading us, where he, what he wants us to be doing mm-hmm. um, together. What do you want us to be doing individually and uh, just where he's calling us. And so to try to be able to stay on the same page in that. And so like we lean in hard and on, uh, on prayer and then, perspective so like we love marriage refined podcast is an amazing mm-hmm. resource that you should definitely be shout utilizing. out <laughs> since you're already here <laughs> you did it good job um, yeah i would say to you i think as lauren has also said we're in our 20s yeah. so we're still in the process of really solidifying our identities as individuals too yeah which i think is a blessing and a curse of getting married when we have is like we have the opportunity to grow into each other kind of like you know mm-hmm. yeah. when you see like two, two trees like smashed together and they're like yeah <laughs> so we kind of have that opportunity and i think 
this year, as we said, we've taken that time out to kind of say no to many things. It's been really a blessing because we've been able to dive into who we are as individuals and then also to really study each other. And that's something my dad has always taught me is that it's really critical that you study your spouse. You're always a student of your spouse. So like, what are they like? What are they interested in? What gets them excited? Um, So I think in that same vein, we've been learning that together and we've been learning what our personality is like, how do they work together? And then also what are our passions like and how do our passions work together? And I think having times to pray about that and build on that is going to be the foundation of our marriage walking forward. So it's kind of just been a time of reflection and thinking in the first year, which is why I'm really glad we took that verse seriously of like, what are those things? Because there's just a lot of things to say no to. And like the road is narrow (laughs) and like uh, it's hard to say no. So just trying to build our strength in what those passions and purposes and personalities are to have confidence in those things and in Christ. So moving forward, we're like, yeah, we know who we are and we know what we want to do. And that makes the hard things a little bit easier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we're both super into uh, like personal development. And so like, I've been ever since I got out of like high school, just been working on like, how can I, like one, how do I, how do I tick? And then, to learn a little bit of like, and then why I tick the way I do, why mm-hmm. I do the things I do and the motivations behind it. And then what mm-hmm. are some negative things that I'm doing that I could switch around and work on has been super helpful individually, but then to also uh, walk with Annette in that, as mm-hmm. she's also doing the same thing and then be able to learn who she is as she's learning it. And then be able to take time to not just like we use Enneagram as a tool, because we it's been super helpful for us but like we use like myers grade like just like all these different personality assessments mm-hmm. because everybody's different and so they all kind of play into each other um and it's fun because in this first year we kind of have this playground to fail in mm-hmm. like there's a lot of times that we like start things and we get into it and we're like actually this just doesn't seem like us yeah. or like we try something and we are like this feels good but like we're not great at it yet so let's keep working at that like yeah. that's yeah. something we enjoy so I think it's fun. Like the Bible says, like two are better than one. When one falls down, you can pick up the other mm-hmm. one. So that's something I've really enjoyed from our early marriage because we've had that mm-hmm. free space, that free time to be like, let's see what's cool. Let's yeah. see what fits. Experiment. Let's shed off the things that were maybe just our, of our single self and try mm-hmm. to see what together looks like. So. Yeah. Yeah. The world is. I mean, society is just super demanding. And so I think it's awesome that you guys really try to like stick to having like a spirit led marriage, which is what we have like heavily advocate on um, because we feel like the Bible will always be right. It'll never lead you wrong. And so um, I just think it's awesome with being such a young couple. You don't see that often. And we, and even in our age, it's hard to find like other um mentors i guess married mentors that Mm -hmm. believe the same thing and operate the same way i mean anybody can say they believe you know what the bible says and they love it and blah 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 (laughs) but doing it is the hard part yeah (laughs) and so it is challenging so i commend you guys for just really trying to stay true to that and i just love it because i mean it's how we got here otherwise we (laughs) know we probably wouldn't be here (laughs) we know (laughs) it is true it is true um so You've mentioned some things, um, 
but what would you say are a few of the things that have been like the most rewarding um in your first eight months of marriage so far um this is both most rewarding and then also the most uh what's the inverse of that um challenging challenging yeah Yeah. sorry yeah sure Uh of being (laughs) being teammates okay we're big we're big well we like to use that term a lot but like because we're both very single and i'm I'm, we're both very single (laughs) (laughs) we're we're the most single i mix (laughs) i mix this thought with the next thought when we were both single and then i specific especially i don't i can't really speak for annette because but i'm very independent like even like from my family i always just kind of like to do my own thing and mm-hmm. be with whoever i want to be with and stuff just separate I just like to do my own thing very on top of my own money all of that um and so then to jump into marriage to all of a sudden having this teammate mm-hmm. who's here and then i'm responsible whether to you her. want me to be or not like i chose it but like it's just it sunk in and it was very that was rough for me really early on of like having to be responsible for not just myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be responsible for Annette and for like, and then everything multiplied too, because now I was a young single guy living at home with zero debt mm-hmm. and then got married yep. to a girl who owned her own house, had student loan debts and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then having to like, just all of a sudden Absorbed take on all that yeah. <laughs> uh, and not being able to, deal with it the way I would deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until so we had to like navigate that together. So that was really, that was really hard for me mm-hmm. when it was a really big adjustment, I guess. Yeah. And so, and it's still an adjustment, but now I have a better viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a more positive viewpoint where I'm like, yeah, we're well, on the it's same a team. battle because I mean, then there, it was a little bit of resentment there too, because I mean, he inherited stuff that he never wanted yeah. <laughs> stuff that he never did. So. Mm-hmm. processing that yeah um i think did you want to take a break really quick and hop back in let's take a break yeah we will all right guys we'll be right back yeah so rewarding things um i think what's <laughs> cool and unique about our relationship i think every relationship is built on their own things that make them work i think with us we're buddies i mean we were buddies before and i think that's what makes our marriage continue to tick and be really strong I think there's marriages where like you have the same interests and that keeps your relationship really strong or you have the same, I mean, sometimes it's shared trauma. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. um, but for us, I mean, it, it, we're both extroverted. We're buddies. We like to talk. We talk about everything yeah. and mm-hmm. I like and need attention. We both do. So yeah. <laughs> it's nice because we like, we talk about everything. I have to talk about everything. I'm an external processor. I need all of that. So the reward has definitely been having someone there to, think through everything with me and be like a sounding board and bounce stuff off of and give me feedback. And he is really great because he is so good at seeing everybody's point of view. Um, so I can tell him things and he'll be like, okay, but maybe they're thinking this and um, have you thought about it this way? And he is much more grounded and not worrying about other people's opinions than I am. So he can bring a lot of of peace to me and that as well and i think that's fun i mean in a real marriage sense like sexually that's Mm -hmm. a good time because we're like there what you see on tv as far as like passion and sex i think that was like an expectation going in because we did wait till we got married to have sex and so um 
just learning how much like fun and mistakes and like goofiness there is mm -hmm. in there and it's not just all like you have to perform this way and like make sure <laughs> yeah. you look really great mm -hmm. and all this stuff but like yeah. and a lot of goofy giggles i think in like <laughs> yeah or, like if that was silly you were like talking about it all happens but yeah i think changing that expectation in my mind and my heart afterwards it was so freeing because i mean that's a very vulnerable thing and to have somebody experience that with you and just be like hey we're good this is fun like we can talk about those things and um i still love you and we can keep going that has been a huge reward i just feel like he has brought a lot of security in my identity to me which like i get from jesus but also mm -hmm. being reminded that he loves me no matter my performance um is a huge example of how christ loves me and i think that has been a big reward yeah the grace of marriage right mm -hmm. just being able to accept each other who how you are and keep it moving huh Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, lots of grace involved. Just like, you know, <laughs> the further you go along, there's yeah, still grace. Grace abounds. Oh man. Okay. Um. So tell us. Um. Is there anything specific that you've had to like adapt or adjust to in learning new things about each other? Like anything about your routine you've had to change or something? learn like new that you learned and you're like oh i didn't know that but let me be flexible with that you know sure <laughs> i have some funny ones can i get my funny ones sure. and then you probably have a really good one um so uh, one of micah's funny things is he is really great about always putting the dishes and everything away but when it comes to trash like that goes in the <laughs> trash can he just forgets about it mm. and leaves it because he's like Okay, but in my mind, like the thing that I'm putting away has a place to go in the trash I'm done with. So I just forget about it. And leave. Yeah. No, like, so I'll like, like I'll make a sandwich, right? Mm -hmm. I'll take the bread out, take the meat out, you know, lettuce and all of that. And then like if, if it goes back in to the wherever it was, I'm really good at putting it away. Mm -hmm. But if it goes to the trash, like my brain just like shuts off. <laughs> it's not going back in there. So just, I guess it's going to stay out here and then I'll walk away. Like, everything but the empty sandwich bag. Yeah. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always trailing behind, picking up trash. And putting yeah. it in She's like, why are you? I'm like, honestly, I didn't even think that it was there. <laughs> Forgot it was there. And for me, it's, I, um, my phone is always dying. Oh my gosh. And Micah. <laughs> always dead. I'm like, I need to communicate with kind you. Kind to remind <laughs> me that I am married. And so if he needs to get a hold of me, he needs to get a hold of me so i have to keep my phone charged mm -hmm. straight up and that's he just wants to protect me but that's a, a funny one of mine and i frequently forget to give the context to what i'm talking about goodness. so like i'll be talking about something and then an hour later i'll bring it up again like As we were if still we're still talking, talking about it. Yeah. Mid, like mid-sentence and he's start. like wait what are we talking yeah. about give me the introduction you did it this morning too I did. Yeah, uh, I was I like, do it a lot. what are we talking about? <laughs> I realized that my dad does it too. And so I think it's a, a learned negative trait. <laughs> right? it's, yeah, it's not like a negative, negative, but I'm like, I just give it's me a little bit of context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I figure it out, but I usually I'll be like, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's like, oh, I was talking about the laundry. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we were talking about that a second ago. <laughs> I've been talking about it in my head for an hour. Where have you been? Mm -hmm. yeah. But. I don't remember what I was gonna say. It was something about what was the question again? Probably remind me. Um, like anything new you learned about Annette or some of her quirks or traits or whatever that you had to like learn to okay. be flexible around or adapt to. I remember. Okay, so Annette <laughs> and I's personality are very different in this way. Of I'm 
Annette's very good at getting things done. She's always got like some type of task on her list of things to do. And so, um, and my, I'm very not, I, mm-hmm. if I'm home, I'm not, I, I don't want to do anything. I just want to relax. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we're learning of like when I'm home, like, and that's probably wants to get some stuff done. So like, I should probably be helping with that. Mm-hmm. And otherwise she just feels like she's, you know, carrying the whole load. Um, and then vice versa of, being able to tell Annette, I'm like, you just need to relax for a little bit. <laughs> sit down. Like, he says that to me all the time. You just sit down. Uh, <laughs> just sit down. Just, just sit down. Sit down for a second. Right. Just we'll watch a show. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been something that's we've both had to grow, which has been really cool to like be that like yin and yang of uh, just being different and be able but to grow each other. Non Easter <laughs> just to be clear. Well, yeah. But um, there's another thought I was going to go with from that, but. I don't remember. I think it's been nice because I had to learn Um, that it's not that he doesn't care that the stuff isn't getting done. It's that he needs more advance notice so that he can plan in his mind and be prepared. When I go to work today, when I get home, I have to do these things. Yeah. Because if he doesn't know, then it's like all of a sudden these things have to get done. And he's like, I just want to relax. And I I wasn't prepared to do these things. Yeah. Like I just got off work. I'm thinking about what show I'm going to watch or, or <laughs> what time I can go to bed today or yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden changing your car light. No, yeah. well, <laughs> I got to do that. <laughs> or, you know, that's those little hint. <laughs> <laughs> or like doing the, like the dishes need, like apparently there's pile up in the dishes. Mm-hmm. So those need to get done or trash needs taken out or, mm-hmm. and so like to be able to think about that ahead of time to know that is helpful for me. So like when I get home, like these are the things I'm going to get done and then I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so, which is just how my brain works. Yeah. And his personality and family of origin too, because like his house would be different than my house where like my dad comes home from the store with all the groceries and he always, he always thinks everybody helps. And then everybody comes and puts the groceries away. So I'm very used to like, if something has to get done and someone's like, Hey, we're doing this thing. We're all doing the thing together. Like in community. Right. Yeah. It's right now. We're all doing it right now. Or I grew up like, my parents would go to the store because they by themselves because they would get annoyed. Well, <laughs> specifically, Micah would touch everything, <laughs> so he wasn't allowed to go. <laughs> I touch everything when I go to the store. Go, <laughs> so, <ooh. laughs> and he's kind of clumsy too. Kid. So there's like things yeah. falling. You have to go back. Yeah, we get I get bored easily too. So that, yeah, whatever. And there's four of us. And we're <laughs> exactly the same. So my parents would go <laughs> on like a Saturday morning while we're all asleep. Um, but then they text one of us, be like, "Hey, we're almost home. Be ready to help us." bring in the stuff so like that same mindset of it's easier if i know ahead of time what to mm-hmm. expect mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um yeah and then oh, what's to say oh yeah but to go back to like how for more context i guess of how annette and i's brains work like i could go two weeks of not working and achieve nothing and be super happy about that mm-hmm. where if annette was home for two weeks like the house would be completely different. <laughs> you have a full After house renovation. Yeah. As we know, this past month, everything is different. If it was summertime, the entire yard would be shifted and be a lush garden, and I'd be like lucky to mow the yard a couple times. <laughs> and so, but I love that. I love all this stuff. Okay, final question. You ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay, what is one piece of advice you would give to other young adults who are kind of dabbling in the dating world or maybe getting engaged or newly married or just in relationships 
Um, I would say, especially if you're like thinking about getting engaged or you are engaged to make sure that your mindset is, it's not like it's long-term, mm-hmm. like I'm getting married, yeah. I'm getting married and the expectation is I'm staying married until one of us dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Don't the expectation die. <laughs> is <laughs> until one of us dies. Yeah. Yeah. There's no yeah. divorce. There's no exit plans like we're in it for the long haul yeah no that's one why we, foot in one foot yeah. out another. yeah that's where we go all in vulnerability the joint yeah. bank account the joint calendar the if it would be painful yeah to separate because like, there's no yeah. there's not a password on anything i have that annette doesn't know about mm-hmm. and it's like protects me protects her protects our relationship because there's no secrets there's no um, it just it, it puts you on the same page, mm-hmm. and so yeah, just to make sure that your mindset is long term. There's no exit strategy. That's why I'm like, I think a marriage that has a prenup is probably not going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically, statistically, also. <laughs> not going to last because if this, this you're going to doom the relationship before it starts. And so it's just having that narrative in your head of I'm in it for the long haul. And so if things come up, we're going to deal with it because otherwise we're just going to be miserable together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. good um i would say don't count somebody out and know what your values are i had to get my points yeah. before <laughs> i went back because otherwise i'll forget what they were um don't count them out I, micah is very not what i expected <laughs> like i think um i grew up in the church and at the tail end of like the purity movement, which had a lot of unhealthy repercussions, but like, you know, you have to make your list and the person has to match all the things on your list. And, um, yeah. So there was just, um, in, in my mind, it, I am not her ideal boy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is because he's what I needed. And I, I didn't know that I didn't see that until God revealed it to me, but so the list that I had, he does actually meet everything on my brief list. But if I were to tell you what my type would have been, he's not my quote unquote yeah. type. And vice versa too. Yeah. I would like even when we first met, I was like, nah. Because when Dustin had reached out, I was like, hey, there's this new girl join or new yeah. There's Annette is joining she's gonna, you know, be on the church, but she's looking for a new small group. She's in your your angel age range of the small group you're starting and so i was like who maybe she's you know she cute white <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe she's worth asking out and then i looked and i looked looked her up on facebook i was like nah <laughs> like she's fun and cute but she just it wasn't my type and his exact like, thoughts were she's a band kid yeah, that's true oh <laughs> i was like yeah that's a band kid. Which <laughs> I, <laughs> nah thanks <laughs> which i was but it's just a lot of those like um the label the immaturity labels yeah, yeah so yeah. i was like oh he's what, three and a half years younger like that's not cool like yeah. you don't date. i think that also comes with being younger like because it's weird you know in high school a senior doesn't date a freshman that's weird yeah like what kind of loser are you and then but... our, what's funny about us is we graduated the same year but i graduated high school and she graduated college the same year which yeah. mm-hmm. is just fun yeah. to think about but um so i think it, it took me longer it was helpful to know that I had to think about who my spouse was and like, it's important, their character and everything, but it was harmful for me then to create this expectation. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it became more of a pride thing where it was almost like a bargaining chip 
with God where you're like, okay, like I've, I've remained pure and like, <laughs> I've done all these things for you, God. So yeah. you owe me this perfect person according to my list and <laughs> desire. And he should be like this and he should have this attitude. And, and God's uh, like, nah. <laughs> you don't need that. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. like, first of all, I don't do. owe you anything. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I remember like a specific example of that of like when we were engaged or dating somewhere in between there or around there. Um, just the conversation you were like, like I always thought I would have a guy who would want to do lots of things, like complete lots of tasks with me and stuff like that. And I'm like, I was like, it's not me. Like, I'm, 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 like you're gonna, like you know, but like being able to, I'm like, I'll try, but I'm not like, I'm just not gonna be that guy. Yeah. And so being able to, like, have those conversations ahead of time would helped with like that perspective. Yeah. And the expectation going into marriage of like, like there are things that Annette's gonna have to do by herself, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. And there are things that I like to do that Annette has, wants nothing to do with. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And just like being okay with that. And that's something we've, we've learned a lot about of like when we first got married, we tried to do every single thing together. And then one of us always seemed to be mad because we were doing something we didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then we're like, you know what, maybe we just take time to just do different things. And then we were both be able to, and then come back, you know? And so that was, that was really helpful with us. So. You don't have to live your entire life doing everything together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can be separate, but together at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You get burnt out very quickly. If yeah. you, I don't know that we ever, I feel like maybe I was like that when we first met, like, don't you want to do it? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, like, no, not so much. And he's like, I don't know. Even now we're able to like do a date night yeah. at the same place, but separately. So like we talked about Barnes and Noble before, mm-hmm. but we're not, Usually when we go to Barnes and Noble, we're not together. Yeah. He's off in his ministry section that he can't leave. And I'm looking at the agendas and the planners and the, yeah, and the other things that probably are unholy, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing you guys. I just, I just love that there's still young people that one are willing to share and offer wisdom to others. Cause I feel like there's not like a whole lot of resources out there for people to just like get like real, like life experience from people and just be able to like really and connect and we just value marriage so much and we just we just want to see it for all the people yeah. we just want marriage to be important for everybody and like you said like i think the huge one is like just going into it realizing that it doesn't and like yeah. you make that commitment and you make it till you are no longer breathing and yeah. so you say um, the vows but do you believe the vows? yeah 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 and society just has such a different look at marriage yeah. especially as time goes on like it's not as valued um or as protected i yeah. don't feel um and so it's just our mission to just just keep it out there and just remind people that it's important it's sacred it's valuable it's god honoring and i just love that mm-hmm. you guys have the spirit-led marriage and just keep at it that's right keep at it thank you guys for being on with yeah. us our yeah. pleasure yeah hope you all enjoyed this episode of marriage refined and we'll see you guys next time Take care.